and you're listening to the Independence News Hour on WBAI Radio in New York. I'm John Tarleton, the Indies Editor in Chief. I'm joined today by my colleague Olivia Reggio. Olivia, it's great to have you joining us as a co-host. Thanks, John. It's great to be here with all of you and all of our listeners on 99.5 FM and streaming on WBAI.org. In our first segment today, we're going to look at the questions of which New Yorkers will foot the bill for the economic crisis and a looming state budget deficit of as much as $15 billion. Will it be New York's working class who pays the price through cuts in essential public services and social welfare programs? Or will it be the state's richest residents whose wealth has continued to grow throughout the pandemic? A broad statewide coalition of progressive groups is backing the Invest in Our New York Act, which would raise $50 billion in new taxes from the wealthy. The Democratic Socialists of America are one member group of that coalition. They have elected six of their own members to the state legislature in the past two years and are now running an aggressive field campaign in key legislative districts here in the city and upstate to build public support for tax hikes on the rich. This field work also has implications for future electoral campaigns they might wage in those very same districts. Joining us today to talk about all of this are Jack Gross and James Innes of New York City DSA. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, John. Um, I hope we can answer any questions and be as informative as we can to your audience today. Sure thing. So, uh, James, if you want to start um, by just uh, giving us a sense of what's at stake, what would $50 billion in new tax revenues from the rich mean for working class New Yorkers? And also, what would it mean if those new tax revenues are not raised? Well, I'd like to start with the second question. What would happen if the if that revenue is not raised? Because that is why we were forced into action here, because we feel as if this next year after the budget comes out, the governor is going to cut substantially the budgets of the hospitals, the public schools. They're going to raise the MTA fares. And those things are just unacceptable to a struggling community here in New York City and the state as a whole people who have lost their jobs, people who need funding, people who need help, can't get taxed more, can't, and not taxed by their wages tax, but taxed by um, everything costing more money for them, whether it's the MTA or it's their health insurance or if they're schooling and things like that. So those are what we're facing if we don't get them. And that is what is the most scary part to me. And that is the part that gets me into action, gets me out into the streets. Can you describe how you're going about building the support for taxing the rich? I cannot imagine it's an easy process. <laughs> um, yeah, well, so the, the field campaign that we're doing, the, the introduction had um, audio from a rally we did at Liz Kruger's house on the weekend. But um, the field campaign that James and I have been coordinating that started back in December um, with a big week of action, James and I, and I should say, literally hundreds of other New York City DSA members who are not um, on this segment right now. Um, that's been really made up of two things. We've been phone banking people across the city and across the state, um, you know, strangers, people who aren't involved with political organizations, having conversations with them about the budget crisis, about what they've been going through over the past year of the pandemic, and about how um, extreme the failure is, the failure of leadership um, that's been taking place in Albany over the past year. So we've been doing a lot of phone calls, you know, thousands of phone calls um, across the city and the state to talk directly to people 
And then we've also been doing um, door hanging shifts where we go and canvas a particular district, letting people know about what's going on, letting people know about these bills and how important it is that we tax the rich um, and that they need to take action as well and, and put pressure on their legislators. So we've talked to over 5,000 people across the state and we've left door hangers on nearly 90,000 doors um, across New York City between December and now. And to echo that, different neighborhoods in New York City react differently. So the more working class neighborhoods, me, myself, I'm from the Bronx. I do a lot of door hanging in the Bronx. I don't get a lot of pushback on taxing the rich when I'm outside door hanging and speaking with right. people. <laughs> but Liz Kruger, as we just mentioned, her district is the Upper East Side of Manhattan. It's a little, it's a lot more contentious trying to convince people to tax the rich in that part of Manhattan where, relative to where I live in the Bronx. So it's all relative to where we're at in the city and the state. Right. And, and uh, can you uh, say a little bit more about the conversations you've had and, and uh, how people are responding uh, to what you're proposing? And, and also, uh, what are some of the districts around the city that you all are focusing on? Um, I'll speak to the conversations first. Uh, uh-huh. So once you can break down to the constituents, hey, it's either you pay more for trains or we tax the rich. They, they always want to tax the rich. We have something in our, in our presentation where 90% of New York, of the New Yorkers in the state, not the city, support taxing the rich over cutting budgets to the social services. So it isn't as tough of a conversation once you actually have the conversation with people. I think that is part of the problem. People aren't engaging in this kind of thought. So a lot of this awareness that we're doing is it's working, so to speak, you know, and um, Jack, you can speak to the second part of the question if you want. Yeah, yeah. I just want to reiterate that last piece that James said. It really is, um, you know, this is like some of the best phone banking I think anyone in DSA has ever done. Um, People really, really get this. There is a serious, serious majority behind this kind of politics in our state. The problem that we're trying to solve is breaching the gap between public opinion, you know, the millions and millions of people who know that rich people should be paying more taxes, who know that schools should be funded by taxes on the rich, um, and the complete failure of leadership that we see in Albany. So the conversations are amazing. Everyone is down. Everyone wants to tax the rich. Um, And in terms of the districts we've been targeting, we've done 18 districts um, across New York City um, in all four boroughs. uh, Oh, sorry. Four boroughs, except for Staten Island, obviously, um, and uh, and and also we've been working with um, cha- DSA chapters across the state. So we've been doing phone banking with Nassau DSA on Long Island, Buffalo DSA, Lower Hudson Valley, Mid Hudson Valley, Rochester, and Syracuse DSA have all been involved in this field campaign as well. So we're really trying to reach a lot of people everywhere. And it's not. DSA, not to cut you off, but we have Working Families parties are part of the coalition, Housing Justice for All, Make the Road. There are also other organizations aside from us in the yes. who are big parts. We're going to give them credit as well. I have no idea. What's going on here? Um all right. Need to mute. Or... Okay, so um, we'll continue our, our interview here with uh, James Ennis and Jack Gross from uh, New York uh, Democratic Socialists of America. Um, uh, j- just to follow up, uh, w- when you all do the phone banking, uh, I understand you, you give people the opportunity to uh, patch in directly and 
leave messages on the uh, phone lines at the offices of their uh, state representatives. Can you describe that a little bit and and, uh, what kind of messages uh, you you hear people leaving when they have that opportunity? Yeah, sure. I can speak to that. Um, Yeah, so we've the way the phone calls work is we have a brief conversation about taxing the rich. As I just said, everyone's usually like on board immediately and they want to figure out what they can do. So we give people a very easy thing to do and make a three-way call. They get put through to their legislator's office and we've patched about 1700 messages through um, to different target legislators since we started. And the messages really range a lot. I mean, as I said, like a lot of people get this intuitively um, there's a lot of anger out in, uh, you know, very different communities across the state, um, but anger that's obviously all directed to the economic crisis and the complete failure of political leadership we've seen in the past year. So I've heard myself some extremely good messages from people who are very, very pissed off and don't understand why they're letting their community out this year. Um, so, yeah, there, there's a. Uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of anger and a lot of understanding about what needs to be done to kind of to fix at least this this part of the problem of the politics of New York State. That leads us to our next question. What is your sense about whether this can move the, to top Democratic leaders in the Senate and the Assembly, as well as Governor Cuomo? Cuomo? What's the buy in for that? Um. Yeah, so, I mean, I think something really exciting happened today, which is um, that Brian Benjamin um, signed on to the bills. Um, he's got an important leadership position in Albany. So, you know, one by one, slowly, we are we are finding um, that, that people are, are coming on to support this package with a lot of pressure once they learn that there are really hundreds of constituents in their districts who who, you know, support these bills, understand that this is common sense and really represents the needs of lots of working and middle class people across the state. So I think right now, you know, this is a really crucial time because the leadership is discussing the budget um, over the next couple of weeks. And we really only have till the end of March before uh, the final version comes out. So, you know, we're feeling optimistic. There's been a lot of support, a, a huge outpouring of volunteer energy around the campaign. And we are seeing that reflected in the legislators' responses. But, you know, it's also a moment of like intense tension, I think, for the campaign, because we don't know really it's going to come down to, you know, this anti-democratic process that takes place between Andrew Stewart Cousins, Carl Heasty, and Andrew Cuomo. And we hope um, that that we're going to have enough people behind us to to make sure that these bills are reflected in the budget. And just to echo that, we are getting legislators to sign up, to co-sign on the bills. Today, we just had a pretty big one. Senator Brian Benjamin, who's the chairman of the Committee on Revenue and Budget, signed on to five of the six bills today. So we are getting signed. And what district, who does he represent? Um, Harlem. Um, West Harlem, I want to say, the north part. Okay. Um, yeah. So I'm a Manhattan state senator, but he's also, like I said, the chairman of the committee on revenue and budget in Albany. So he's not he, he's somebody that has a little bit of clout who, who people listen to. So and when we say we're targeting, that's what we're targeting. We're not trying to go for all 140 assembly members or whatever it is. We're trying to go for the ones who whose districts we feel in the districts we feel like we can move them as we just got Brian Benjamin to sign on the five out of the six bills. That is a big plus for us. And that's something that we, it's momentum that we're going to keep building. We're going to contact more legislators and keep it moving that way. Right. And uh, 
we just have a, a few more minutes here. I, I, I do want to remind everybody that we are FCC regulated uh, uh, radio station. Uh, and uh, I know we're feeling uh, passionate about the class struggle, but uh, no, no curse words uh, uh, on live radio, please. Um, but, um, you know, just building off of uh, what you all accomplished with Brian Benjamin, um, can, you, can you talk about this kind of field work you're doing and how it must be unnerving for longtime incumbents who know the DSA's track record in primarying and defeating other longtime incumbents in recent years, including four entrenched uh, assembly members here in New York City uh, last June. Um, just, I guess talk about the dynamics and the and kind of the strategy that you all are pursuing because nobody was doing this, this kind of uh, kind of in your face uh, organizing before DSA came on the scene a few years ago. Um, I'll add to that. So another thing we're doing that we didn't speak about is actual constituent meetings. So we're getting people from the districts on Zoom meetings with the representatives. And I've actually met a few of them. So when it's talk, when you talk about these relationships, I can tell you firsthand that they don't like us bringing constituents, not all of them. I shouldn't say everybody because I've definitely had great constituent meetings as well with different assembly members and senators. But some of them don't like it at all. They're, they're a little dismissive. They're a little rude sometimes. I've personally had that happen to me this week. You take it in stride. As for us, we know they see us as the enemy, us as in DSA and the coalition. So we don't, we don't, we're not taking offense to any of that. We know that that's a sign of us doing our jobs. That's a sign of where it's working when they're pushing back on us and when they're, the, the meetings are contentious. That means it's working. As far as I'm concerned, anyway, Jack, you can speak to more if you want. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we're not like we don't DSA um, doesn't have any plans right now to primary or attempt to primary any of the people who we're pushing on this legislation for. So I think the way that we're understanding this is like the way to, to build power in these districts where there are influential politicians is to talk to people in their districts and yeah, as James alluded to, some people don't really like it when you talk to people in their districts um, about the politics that are happening in this state, about how the budget even works. Very complicated, confusing process. But once people learn about it, they want to know more and want to you know, have a democratic stake in these decisions that are being made. So I think the way that we see it is like our goal as a socialist organization is to talk to as many people as possible about our politics all the time. And this is a particularly important campaign to be able to do that with because 90% of people agree that we should be taxing the rich instead of cutting um, funding to social services. And, uh, and those people need to know that they actually can do something to make that happen. So that's kind of how we're looking at it. Okay. Well, if I was an incumbent in one of those districts, I'd hear your footsteps coming and, uh, and, give that some thought but uh we have to go here in a sec and um so uh james ennis and, and jack gross it's, it's been great having you join us on wbai and before we leave uh, can you tell listeners uh, who want to get involved uh how they can uh, contact you guys yes thank you so much for asking that um we are trying to do an enormous field push over the next two weeks so if anybody is listening to this and is even slightly interested in getting on a phone bank we're walking some doors. It's all COVID safe outside. Um, you can go to www.taxtherichnys.com slash volunteer. Taxtherichnys.com slash volunteer. 
And there's uh, information there about how, how you can sign up for door hanging shifts and phone banking shifts over the next couple of weeks. And uh, we really, really need your help. So anyone who's listening who wants to join up, please go to taxtherichnys.com slash volunteer and, uh, and get involved in this fight. Right. And because and the budget battle in Albany culminates uh, in March at, by the end of March. So we're, we're heading into crunch time here. Uh, yes, definitely crunch time. All right. Well, we'll have to leave it there. But again, Jack Gross and James Ennis from uh, New York City DSA, thank you so much for joining us this evening and filling us in on what you all are doing to uh, build support for bold new taxes on the rich here in New York. Thank you so much, John and Olivia.